It's a very personal, very important thing. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Here it is. Show me the money. I'm rich, bitch! What's up, guys? Welcome back. Uh, this is uh, Under the Covers, uh, presented by No Easy Buckets. We're back here. Uh, it's uh, week five in college football. Um, of course, I'm joined by Money Mike and Clay. What's up, guys? What's going on, dude? Yeah. Another week. Another week. Another week. We had uh, week four last week. It was our fifth episode. Um, I'll let the guys uh, go into their records and their picks. Uh, what, what, what happened, man? What, Mike, what was your record last week? I actually went three and two. Uh, we bounced okay. back from weeks uh, three and two. Since week four was solid, I feel like, you know, we're, we're moving in the right direction, of course. Um, the big ones were uh, covering last week. We had – shit, I'm running a blank here. The only ones that failed us was Boston College yeah. and Ole Miss, of course, which I'm still kind of bitter about that as I look at my phone, try to refresh it, thinking that Ole Miss is up, you know, 28-7 to in the second quarter. But no, it's seven to seven at halftime. Just, yeah, I don't know what happened. Recovered my money, at least that I had put on it. You know, taking second half bets. Unfortunately, a delay helped them. Yeah, know, that delay made that bad. one last forever. Uh, but you know, I'll take three and two every day of the week. So that's how mine went. Yeah, and that Purdue Boston College game kind of surprised everybody. That was kind of crazy. What I was mean, your I guess play? Purdue's good. We came in with a two and three record. We started out two and one, had a chance, but Memphis and Oklahoma State let us down. But it's in the past, so we're not going to look back on it. But we got five games lined up for this week, and I'm confident in all of them hitting. There's zero doubt in my mind about this upcoming week. It's going to be our week. Zero doubt. Yep. Of course, ten and zero, like always. Um, did want to mention though, at the forget first for anybody listening, we're going to have uh, we have a voicemail this week. Special listener out there. So we'll throw it at the end uh, after all the games. And uh, uh, so you can just listen, uh, listen there and do that. But um, was there anything y'all want to talk about last week besides the bets? I know uh, that state uh, Mississippi state Kentucky game kind of ruined it for a lot of us. That one, we, we all took that one kind of off the pod, but that one just screwed everything up. Some, somebody needs to tell Joe Moorhead that anytime Nick Fitzgerald is set to pass it, it's a wasted play. That's what I took away from that game. <laughs> Yep. I, I honestly didn't get to watch much of it. Yeah, you were in uh, Neyland, right? Every time I saw the screen, though, yeah, I was in Neyland, which was a bloodbath in itself. So <laughs> I would have rather lose the way we lost to Kentucky than the way we I saw Tennessee lose to Florida. Yep. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. But for Mississippi State, I think the left tackle needs to reconsider <laughs> him being a left tackle because he got his ass whipped the whole game. Every time I turned it. it yeah, was. maybe shed a few pounds and play power forward or something. But, I mean, that was bad. Yeah, I, got, I unfortunately was watching all of it from the couch. Uh, so, flipping back and forth between that and uh, Tennessee, Florida. Pretty much what Clay's – like, Fitzgerald just doesn't – I mean, he had some good throws, but it was – you know, we, we were throwing the ball too much. He doesn't need to throw – like, I think he threw like 30-something times. Like, that's not – that's not uh, conducive for a win there. We just abandoned the run too fast, you know. Perfect storm. Kentucky was going crazy. So, whatever. Welcome to the SEC, Joe. 
Jim Moorhead. We'll see what see how he recovers because they got Florida. Um, I don't think anybody took that game this week, but they have uh, State has Florida this, uh, at uh, in Starkville, so we'll see how Dan Mullen's return goes. But um, but yeah, nothing else really from last week. Uh, Mike, how'd your teaser go? I know it was your first time of debuting the teaser. Did it? Uh, how that it, TCU blew it. Yeah, they absolutely blew it. I mean, I guess since I hated on Texas last week, um, it just proved me wrong once again. So uh, TCU blew it. And then I had uh, South Carolina. They they pulled through, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Central Florida, they did their thing. Shout out to Clay. And then we had Wazoo. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a fun game to watch for the Pac-12 yeah. Monday night. I mean, Friday night. But, I mean – yeah. We're going to get there. I, I yeah. did another one. I'll mention at the end of the show, just kind of like a one I played around with last night. But I don't know. We'll see what happens this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll keep those teasers going. And obviously, I think, as Mike said before we started recording this, all my money lines kind of uh, they didn't work out too well. So we won't uh, go into that anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anymore. Uh, we'll, we'll go we'll move on to next week. Move on to this week. Um, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll start out the picks here. Tell them to bring me my money. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's get into this week. Uh, Clay, you start us off. All right, I'll start us off with the picks. But as usual, we'll get an update about the most exciting player in all of college football, Mr. Greg Dorch himself. Can't forget. Struggled this past weekend. Wake Forest took it on the chin against Notre Dame. Greg Dorch with a very pedestrian six catches for 56 yards, zero punt returns. So, tough week for Dorch, but look for him to get it back on track this weekend as the Rice Owls roll into town. So, all right, now we get to the picks. And I don't know if I've said it, but I figured there would only be $1 million lock of this year. Well, we found our second one this year. And, unfortunately, it's against the Ole Miss Rebels. LSU minus 11.5 at an 8-15 kickoff in Death Valley. Nothing could be more intimidating for this Ole Miss team. There's just no other way to put it. They're just not good at really any facet on the defensive side of the ball. Offense, yeah, the deep ball, they live by that, but SEC defenses don't allow that. But it doesn't matter what they can do on offense because LSU defense is really stout. The problem is they won't be able to stop LSU. LSU will run it down their throat from the beginning. Ole Miss has no answer defensively, just no answer. It's, it's sad. It's sad to see your team be this bad, but it's happened and it's here, and we might as well just get paid off of it. So, at this point in the season, I think we're at the fade Ole Miss every game until they prove us otherwise point. So, that's what we're going with, LSU minus 11.5 in the second. This should be your second million to win this year. Can't complain about winning two million. Can't. No. Uh, you had that one too, didn't you? Yeah, that's, my, uh, that's one of my picks of the week as well. I think Nick Brissett runs about 200. Um, LSU, they've covered eight of their pa- eight out of their past eleven. Uh, T- I can't even say his name. Tamu, 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 Jordan Tamu. Jesus, he's that disgusted from last. Yeah, week. I mean, he's dealing with a shoulder injury. You know, he's going to play, but he's battling that. The Ole Miss defense—they've averaged allowing five hundred yards a game this season. They've only covered six out of our last 19 on the road. Ole Miss does have a run game to a, to a degree, but LSU's been very stingy on the rushing defensive side. 
when they played Miami and Auburn already this year, 25th ranked in the league. Edo, Death Valley, Saturday night, we're all about it. The, the, the Edo redemption toward the season, man. I mean, making us eat our words from the beginning, but. He's given none. Yeah, Clay, we chatted about this real quick before the pod started. Um, what do you think the reason, I mean, 11 and a half, 815, Death Valley, like all of this, you know, Ole Miss coming off two non-conference games or three, you know, those two non-conference games at home where uh, they struggled with, uh, you know, North, or Southern Illinois and also Kent State. You know, what's the – why is this line like this? Like why is this not, you know, 14, 15, you know, up, uh, upwards of that? It, it's honestly crazy to me. It opened at 13 and a half on Monday morning and it moved two points before lunch. I uh, heard that LSU was missing some offensive linemen. This would be their fifth different offensive line unit they used this year. But it's it's really honestly irrelevant. This Ole Miss defense is just – it's bad like you've never seen bad before. So, yeah. I don't. I just don't know what Vegas is doing here. I would take it all the way up to 21. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're just getting a gift here. Um, you know, maybe it's just – maybe – I mean, we thought the Alabama line was that too, so um, – so we'll roll with that as uh, your guys' first bet, LSU minus 11 and a half. Uh, it's like we said, it's been moving down from 13. So try to get it now. You know, I mean, I, I can't see it going any lower, but who's to say? So might as well take it now and uh, before it goes back up to 12 uh, or 13. So, um, but then we'll, we'll go to your next game, Mike, um, after you, because your LSU was one of yours too. Well, we're going to stay in the SEC. We got Arkansas versus Texas A&M in Jerryland, AT&T Stadium. A&M's a 21-point favorite. We're riding the Aggies. Um, there's no question that Chad Morris has had not the most ideal start in, the, in his early tenure in Fayetteville. I mean, losing to Colorado State, North Texas, not really, not really what's supposed to happen there. Um, they haven't covered a game this year. Uh, Texas A&M 4-0 against the spread. And Arkansas is two and four against the spread in their past six against A&M in their matchup. Uh, the Hogs won't be able to keep the defense off the field. Um, their weakness is pass defense. A&M's averaging 300 yards a game, throwing the ball. They had 400 against Alabama. They had 500 against Clemson. Both of those teams are going to be at the CFP in January. A&M's got a top 10 rushing D, time on the field, and number of plays in the nation. We're riding that. They're going to win by three touchdowns at mm -hmm. least. <laughs> this is in AT&T Stadium? Yeah. Neutral. It's indoors. I'm sure Jerry's going to be a little bit disappointed. I don't, has, has Arkansas beat A&M there since they started playing that game? No, I, I was just about to say that. They have not beat him in, in Jerry World yet. <laughs> and Jerry's grandson's definitely going to play because they're going to be down four touchdowns in the third, and he's going out there. <laughs> I can't wait. Is he not Richard? He may. Of course, they could probably play him still, get that Richard redshirt season if he hasn't played the first few games. But, but Jerry, if he's not on the field, Jerry's going to get Jason Garrett to go down there and put him in. I mean, that's his man. Uh, but, yeah, I like that game too. I mean, that, that seems a little low. Maybe it's because it's – probably because it's a neutral field. If that was in uh, – it was in College Station, that game's probably 24. Um, so, yeah, I would ride with a &M. Uh what's your, uh What's your next one, Clay? They did us wrong last week. We'll forgive them. We'll get right back on the hometown Tigers this week. Memphis minus 14 at Tulane in the membrane, as Money Mike would like to say. Memphis, uh, they struggled last week in the first half. 
They ended up winning by 17. I think we had them at 27 and a half. But Mike Norvell seems to just do silly things when he doesn't need to. He ran, passed the ball 12 consecutive pass plays late in the second quarter last week when we could have been padding the lead. But we'll give him a pass. He's going to get us paid this week. Darrell Henderson, just another highlight-filled Saturday. 22 carries for 188 yards, two TDs. That gets him to an all-purpose average of 13.1 a touch this year, nine TDs for the season. Meanwhile, Tulane lost at Ohio State last week in the U, in the horseshoe, 49-6. to They allowed 419 pass yards. They got shredded on defense. That was on Saturday afternoon, so they're on a short week this week, back home playing Memphis. Numbers at 14 now. It looks like it could potentially dip to 13 and a half. So if we can get it at 13 and a half, jump on it. 14, that's the number now. I like it there too. I think Memphis rolls on a Friday night. I, I was looking up a stat since 1984. Memphis against the spread is 32, 4, and 1. So <laughs> wow. Friday night Tigers. Friday night Tigers. Yeah, and they kind of we, we talked about it earlier. Like Norvell's kind of cost them both. The last times they've the last time last two times they burned us on the pod, it's been pretty much Norvell's fault. He's questionable play calling. You know, you got you you got the leading rusher in the country by a, by a good margin, and you're just not giving him the ball. Like, what are you doing? Um. So you got a Memphis minus fourteen. You said if it drops, keep taking it. You you know you you take it even higher than that. So. Ride with Memphis uh, minus fourteen, and uh, what's your uh, what's next up for you, Mike? We got some Pac-12 Midnight Madness Saturday night. USC is playing at Arizona, and we're taking the over sixty-one. Uh, we we're definitely a fan of Khalil Tate, so we're taking them on with the Trojans. I feel like this game's just going to get out of hand, and we're going to be up till two a.m. watching this. Um, USC, they're ranked 107th in defense. Arizona's ranked 112th. Um, and that's time on the field, by the way. So they spend a lot of time on the field compared to everybody else in the nation. Um, Arizona's ranked 121st in number of plays. I mean, and that's pretty bad because Ole Miss is actually ranked 127th, in case anybody was asking. And they've allowed – Let's see, Arizona's offense, 531, 626, 594. Those are all Arizona's offensive yards in the past three weeks. It's a 45-31 type finish. Yeah, we saw, was it uh, USC took that win over Wazoo last uh, last week. Um, yeah, they look like they played a little bit better. Daniels uh, showing a little bit more. There's a home game as well, you know, uh, going, going on the road here. Uh, more experienced quarterback. Um, see if someone can get something going this season. Um, see if he's going <laughs> to – if Khalil Tate's going to run anymore, if he's still injured. Um, but, yeah, like this you said. Would help, this would help his bad start with his new coaching tenure. Oh, yeah. He, if he can start winning a couple – picking off a couple of uh, Pac-12 uh, notar- notable programs, you'll be fine. Beat an Oregon or somebody, something like that. Like, you'll be – yeah, you'll be um, – uh, Speaking of Oregon, how about that game last week? Ooh. Oh, how do they lose it like that? Mm. That was awful. That I'm glad I didn't have that one, but uh, I didn't bet any of the late games. But that one was uh, – I watched the end of it. It was – it just was a, it was just falling apart, just watching everything slip through their hands. I mean, they had that game. They were in control because uh, Stanford couldn't run the ball. Some, yeah, I had them in a pick them in yeah. some uh, group league I'm in. We just picked 10 games a week. I had Stanford. I was so surprised they yeah. covered. 
Yeah, that was just, you know, one of those games. I mean, that's the game that – that's a game that Stanford shouldn't have won, but that's a game that they could put him in the playoff or put him in the Rose Bowl, you know, so at the end of the season. Because the Pac-12 we've seen, it's not very competitive this year. I think uh, Stanford can, uh, you know, they, they can probably win the championship there. So, um, but, yeah, so you got uh, USC at Arizona over 61. Uh, by the way, the spread there is three and a half, uh, uh, minus three and a half in favor of USC. They are 0-4. Against the spread on the season, so um, if anybody's interested in those numbers, uh, it's not a bad money line there at plus one forty-five for Arizona. If you think uh, if you think uh, the freshman QB Daniels is uh, going to struggle on the road, so moving on, moving on, uh, Clay, what do you got next? All right, next we got the hot team, UCF Golden Knights minus thirteen and a half at home against the Pitt Panthers. So far this year, UCF scored 56, 38, and 56. Pitt, on the other hand, allowed 38 last week against North Carolina, who is trash. They allowed 51 against Penn State. So it's a perfect matchup. UCF's got the hot hand last week against the Fighting Lane Kiffins. Mackenzie Milton, 21 to 32, 306, three TDs. He also ran the ball 13 times for 81 yards and three scores. So by my math, at six total touchdowns last weekend for Milton, UCF, the defending national champions here at the pod. They uh, they got the hot hand. And so far this year, we're just going to keep riding them until they do us do us how we don't want to be done. Yeah. National yeah, champions. Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin really scared us last week for the first half. It was, it was close. Fighting Lane always has something up his sleeve. <laughs> yeah, he. A lot of people were scared about that game. That one went over though. It was like uh, the number was like seventy-one or something, seventy-two. I was all over. Still, that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was that was a good one to watch. Um, yeah. So you're taking uh, what was it again? UCF what? Minus thirteen and a half. Minus thirteen and a half. Love it. Love that number. Uh, Pit. Pit's. Pit's garbage. Pit's not good. Um. So moving on. Let's go with uh, Mike. What you got next? So my pick this week, it's the biggest game of the week. It's also my lock of the week. Ohio State minus four at Penn State. This is going to be really the game that's going to determine who takes the driver's seat in the Big Ten. Uh, Urban Myers pl- coaching in his second game since serving that first three-week suspension. I think – this is going to be the fun, the fun high-scoring game. Take a look at the total. Keep an eye on that. I would definitely take the over if I don't take Ohio State minus four. But you take both to get rich. So both offenses, they've been very explosive in scoring this year. I mean, they really haven't played anybody, neither one. So I'm not – that's not one of the main things. But, I mean, they almost got caught looking ahead. Uh, Penn State did. Uh, last week against Illinois, they let them hang around to the third quarter. I went into OT against Appalachian State in week one. Um, keep in mind that Ohio State's won five out of the last six games. They played against each other. It's the first road game uh, for both of them. Or actually, no, for uh, Ohio State, so that's interesting. The only thing I would worry about is Nick Bosa being out, which is linebacker for Ohio State big impact to them but it's not going to matter because Ohio State's just going to outscore Penn State they won't be able to keep up so I'm rolling with uh, the better coach here who is Urban Meyer yeah not the better person but the better coach uh, 
So, uh, tongue in cheek. <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Ohio State's pretty explosive. I mean, they're Haskins is getting, you know, NFL talk now. Uh, they've got a, a you know, ton of running backs there, just hand it off to whoever they want. Uh, Penn State seemed to kind of struggle a little bit this year, uh, getting games started. So, I mean, I Ohio State's the classic team that could jump out to 21 nothing in the first quarter before you even think about it. So, I think you're right there with that line minus four. I mean, it's on the road, but I just don't think, uh, you know, I mean, Penn State has uh, – the talk has been that they've struggled without Joe Moorhead play calling this year, that it's been kind of noticeable. So, um, you know, four on the road, I don't think it's too much for Ohio State to worry about. And I will say that I did drop Penn State covering catching seven last year in at the Buckeyes Stadium last year. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think – that's not the same team. No, so. no, it's not. Yeah, not neither for Ohio State either. Um, but – um this maybe team may be better than they had last year. So, uh, quarterback. Uh, so yeah. So you got Ohio State minus four at Penn State. You said look at the. You said keep paying to the over or the total as well. It looks uh, looks like right now, it is at seventy one. So it's pretty high. Uh, but I mean, you know, you might want to jump on that as well. As we said, UCF hit it last week. So jump um, on them, tease them, parlay yeah. them. Yeah. Do it all. What's uh What's next for you, Clay? All right, we're going to keep it with a team that got us paid last week. We're switching to the Big 12, and we're going with the West Virginia Mountaineers. They're on the road at Lubbock, Texas this weekend playing Texas Tech. The line is three and a half. Texas Tech coming off a hot win at Oklahoma State. They're hyped up, but the Will Greer train is rolling into town. Will Greer had five touchdowns last week for the fifth time in his career. So far on the on the year, he's 71 for 95. The 75% completion rate for 1,100 yards, 14 touchdowns, and only three picks. Basically, the Will Greer train's not stopping in Lubbock. <laughs> they beat Texas Tech by 11 last year in Morgantown. I think it's an 11, 12-point game this year. This Texas Tech, they're coming around. Alan Bowman, the true freshman quarterback, kid can sling it. Looked really good last week at Stillwater. Front four for West Virginia will be giving them trouble all night. So I see West Virginia covering this three and a half and getting this paid for the second. Week in a row, the Will Greer steroid pump train. Right, <laughs> uh, and Will Greer's look – he's looked great. Um, you got two guys here, as you said, that Bowman's getting some talk for Heisman as well, you know, early season high numbers. So, both these quarterbacks got a lot to prove. Um, Greer, you know, uh, looking uh, to make the scouts scouts happy with this one. Um, you know, it's a big game. I mean, if, if Texas Tech – if Texas Tech keeps winning – that old Miss win at the, the loss at the first of the season is gonna they're gonna be kicking themselves. Um so that that's gonna be interesting to watch. Uh but that'll be a fun game. This will be this will be a good one uh, down at the turf in uh Lubbock. So uh let's see here. Mike, uh, what you got next? Well, it's uh I'm going from the biggest game of the year to the not so biggest game of the year. We got South Alabama at Appalachian State. Uh, It's a big game for all five people that are going to be watching that one. Um, Appalachian State, they got a very dynamic offense this year. They dropped 72 last week on somebody. Um, South Alabama, the only reason why they covered last week is just due to Memphis. We're blaming Mike Norvell and Tulane in the membrane. Look out. Um, South Alabama has only covered seven out of their last 24 games on the road, one of those including last week, of course. Um, but App State has covered seven straight dating back to last season. And 
if I look at defensive categories for South Alabama, they're literally a hundred worst ranked or above, like in every single category, scoring, passing, rushing, time, number of fields. And then offensively for App State, top seven in scoring, top 50 in passing and rushing. Um, I think this gets ugly and 26 is just not enough. By the way, they dropped that 72 on the Gardner-Webb Bulldogs. Yeah. But minus 26, App State, we're riding. Yep. Yeah, I mean, App State looks to be, you know, the class of, uh, you know, whatever that the, – the Conference USA that uh, Southern Miss can't seem to get out of. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, this is one of those games, like you said, Mike, biggest game of the year. A lot of people are going to be watching. So, App State minus 26, make your money. Um, you don't have to watch it. You just put money down. Right. Get it on ESPN Plus. Watch your bank account grow. <laughs> watch it grow. Uh, by the way, did y'all watch that? Did y'all see anything about that VaTech Old Dominion game? That was crazy. How uh, Old Dominion uh, at home, or I bet VaTech regrets going to Old Dominion. Like, I didn't get to watch that touchdowns. at all. It's a 13 matchup agreement and they go to old dominion six times like can they not recruit that part of virginia without having to go to old dominion six times what is i didn't even know people sign those types of contracts like out of conference schedule like who signed that 13 years they got to go the first time they ever play there they lose by two touchdowns they're they're only getting them at home seven times seven and six that's crazy and uh that's just baffling old dominion's got a walk-on qb they were zero and three like, what are you – this is not bode well. They I mean, got rolled by Liberty. Roll, roll. They got beat 52, 52 to 10, I believe, by Liberty. Yeah. Fuente is not uh, not happy after that one. Uh, I mean, Vatek did miss the – they had the hurricane canceled game a week before that. So, but still, I mean, it would be one thing if they, like, lost to, you know, Pitt or Boston College or something, like, uh, you know, when they should have won the next week. But, like, lose that's, – that's unacceptable. Yeah, Old Dominion didn't play football ten years ago. <laughs> exactly. There, there was a, they were playing in a high school stadium. It was it was like a it was a, it was not even a nice high school stadium. I've seen better. So it, it was it was it was bad. But I thought that was uh, interesting from last week. Glad uh, wasn't glad I didn't bet on that one. No, uh, I'm looking I'm looking for a tweet by Dan Walken. He said I better put fifty dollars on Virginia Tech to win that, and he would have netted like thirty seven cents. It was like the no, it was from Darren, Ro- Darren Ravel. Darren Ravel, my bad. Um, yeah, fifty to win thirty-five cents. What lost. kind of idiot does that? Has to be either a mistake or just like making a joke. I don't he know. probably was just on his last fifty and needed money. So He's pocket he needed thirty-seven. Cents. <laughs> Try and get that last quarter, and you know, he probably um, just wanted a winning ticket. He That's hadn't true. had a winning ticket all day. He probably, he had a bad he had a bad week of baseball betting and just was like, I need to win. I need a sure thing. And now he's crying. So uh so yeah, that was a crazy one. Um that one didn't make the pod last week. Maybe we should have seen that one coming. We gotta be better at our jobs. Um Well, I've got my last um Well no, I, my, I think Clay's got one more. Oh, does he? Yeah, Clay's got one more game. Yeah, I got, my I got bad. one my more. Bad, my bad, dude. No, no, no. I'm done with mine. I'm, you go ahead. All right. Last but certainly not least is our favorite coach, Will Muschamp. We're taking the South Carolina Gamecocks on the road, catching a point and a half against the Kentucky Wildcats, fresh off a big win against Mississippi State. 
I think the South Carolina team, they looked dominant last week at Vandy. They had held Vandy to 92 yards on 33 carries, 2.8 average. Meanwhile, themselves, they dominated the line of scrimmage. They ran for 273 on 48 carries. Jake Bentley looked solid, looked the part. He is 19-28 for 261, a TD and a pick last week. I think the South Carolina defense is coming around. They uh, they got punched in the face by Georgia early in that game. Kind of kind of is what Georgia does now. So they took it. South Carolina lost at home to Kentucky early in the year last year, 23-13. So they're still got that in their mouth. Unfortunately, they've lost four straight to Kentucky. So I think they bring break the streak. We're taking South Carolina plus one and a half. You can take the money line, might as well. Same type of bet. The South Carolina in the road upset this week. Will Muschamp game of the week. This is a this has a Mark Stoops loss written all over it. Where just coming off a win like that, five and zero or four and zero, with a favorable conference schedule to play. I mean, they've already played Florida, Mississippi State. You know, the East is top heavy, so they just have that Georgia game to worry about. Like, I think they can beat anybody else in that that division in that in that division. But this is classic. Jake Bentley throws for four hundred and fifty yards and you know four TDs. They win thirty five to fourteen. Um, <clears throat> so I like that game. Uh, by the way, for uh, anybody that was listening last week, I did bet that uh, Vanderbilt would beat South Carolina. So now I owe Clay fifty dollars, and we're going to do a fifty dollar parlay for March Madness when we go to Vegas. So I'm sure Clay will win, and it'll be it'll be ridiculous. He'll probably win like fifty thousand dollars or something like that. So that'll be fun. I've, I've already started on uh, the ten ten leg parlay. I've been doing some work during lunch. Going to be all the sixteen seats to win. <laughs> only, only two, only two, and then a couple twelve seasons. But yeah, yeah, all the five twelves. Um, so yeah, that that's a fun little tidbit there. But yeah, Kentucky, uh, you got a South Carolina. What uh, was it? One and a half plus one. Plus one and a half. Plus one and a half. So uh, yeah, Mike, uh, you had one uh, kind of free. Well, actually, run through your five in uh, Clay. Run through your five after that, and then you'll go uh, throw in your extra one that you had. I mean, you might as well hit the money line with the one and a half. But yeah. either way, uh, LSU minus 11 and a half hosting Ole Miss. A&M minus 21 on Arkansas. Over 61, Arizona, USC. Ohio State minus four, lock of the week at Penn State. And App State minus 26 at or home against South Alabama. All right, running down my five, I have South Carolina catching a point and a half, UCF minus 13 and a half, Memphis State Tigers minus 14, West Virginia minus three and a half, and the million-dollar lock of the week is LSU minus 11 and a half. There it is, 10 and 0. Um, yeah, Mike, so you had one extra uh, one extra bet you wanted to throw in there. What was that? So, first I'll give you my teaser. Five-game teaser once again. Mm -hmm. A&M minus 15, over 55 for the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, LSU minus 6.5, Georgia minus 26 on the Vols. And over 53, Ole Miss Tigers. Ole Miss and uh, LSU. But my final pick is just a bonus, something I wanted to look at. I could not help just taking a look at what I had researched and – had to mention it to everybody here. Um, it may be recency biasy, but it doesn't matter. Um, the Vikings are the 11th team 
this is Vikings at Rams Thursday night football. The Vikings are the 11th team to make a two time zone trip out West since the return of Thursday night football in 2006. No team flying from the central time zone to the Pacific time zone for a Thursday night game has ever won or covered a game over the past 12 years. Same rule applies for the teams flying from the Eastern time zone to the mountain or Pacific time zone. So I really like that. And you can kind of think about that and be like, Oh, well that makes sense because you know, maybe the wear and tear of only getting like three days off mm-hmm. and then you go play and your body's just not used to that time. Um, but it's reconfirmed with a team like the Rams because I mean, they've blown out their teams the first three weeks, 102 to 36. Now for granted, they played some, not so good teams in the NFL, but um, Vikings coming off a horrible loss to the Bills. But the stat we like is that um, the Rams are eight and two against the spread in their last ten as favorites. Minnesota's one and nine straight up in their last ten as a six and a half point dog or more. Um, Rams have been seven or more favorites, seven points or more favorites. They're four and zero against the spread when that happens, with an average win margin of twenty two. So just take all of that with you to the bank while you think about how well you're going to be going into Saturday. A lot of numbers there. But, a lot of numbers, but the main yeah. story is the, the time zone traveling thing. Yeah, and what was, the, what was the bet again? Rams minus seven. Yep. And that's a little Thursday night action for you since we didn't, I don't think we have any, had any uh, college Thursday games this week. So I'm making you money three days this week, so, you know. Pay attention. Um, yeah, and I wanted to uh, throw in just like two money line games, even though I had a rough one. Rough one last week. Um, two, two that I had my eye on uh, was um, I actually think if you want to ride with the t- the freshman at Texas Tech, they're plus one fifty at home versus West Virginia. You know, I mean, neither team has been super tested this year, but uh, I mean, besides Texas Tech, so you know, you think about it. There's there's something to, a little bit of money to be made. Um, and the other one was, uh, and I hate to say this game, but if you go off how last week went for both teams, plus two fifty-five, Florida going into Starkville, you know, doesn't look doesn't look too bad. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm just doing a little reverse jinx here, but I think you kind of have to look at that if you're if you're basing it off of last week's performances for both teams. You know, Florida on the road, uh, you know, put doing what they did, and Mississippi State on the road, you know, kind of really uh, letting everybody down. So. Um, so those are the two. You're literally just hedging your emotions, which I like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, pro- I'll probably do the same thing. Yeah. Being dead serious. My, my, you know, got to take care of myself, make some money. In the, in the end, I'd rather make money. It doesn't really matter. So, um, yeah, so we'll get to the voicemail now. Wanted to play it real quick uh, so that uh, we can, uh, you know, address some, uh, some questions from, uh, from people, people at home. Here we go. Hey, Jacob, this is Matthew. I am a long-time listener, a first-time caller. I just wanted to give a special shout-out to Clay Hall for really shit the bad this past week in the six. And I want to hear you guys take. I like the Rebs this weekend against LSU. I think they'll cover, and I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a three-point game. So love the show. Keep up the good work. Thanks for the call there, Matty. Uh, Maddie with a hot take. Maddie with a hot take. Sound like he was Man, in the car. Maddie coming with the hate. Yeah. Yeah, he's calling you out, Clay. 
I mean, y'all live in the same, all well, no, actually just moved. So no zip code anymore, but, um, but yeah. So what do you, what do you, Maddie out of, is Maddie out of touch with reality now that he's not managing for the last place team in the conference? Sounds like it. Man, Maddie, what are we doing? What are you seeing that we're not seeing? Is he watching the same games? Must just be blind support there. Just, just loving the home, loving, loving his, uh, his alma mater, you know, he's moving on in life, moving, moving cities. He just wants something good. You know what, Matty? Since you know, since it's the first voicemail, we'll do the first voicemail bet. Voicemail bet of the year. I know I'll see you around at Grizz games. How about we do Silky's bucket on the line? You take the Rabs. I'll take LSU. We'll get a little action going for one of the Grizz season openers when I see you. There we go. First voicemail bet of the year. So, dude, let's do it. Yep. So let's uh, pay attention to that one. Obviously, I'll have the the phone number is in uh, in the bio of the pod uh, every week on iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, put usually put it on Twitter as well. So feel free to leave any questions or whatever, uh, funny, whatever you hot takes, whatever you want to do. Other than that, uh, you guys had your locks of the week. We had another million dollar lock of the week. So you're you're making two mil this year, just on you know you're not even week six yet. So you know. You're welcome. Um, any other thoughts from you guys before we uh, before we close out? Anything else that you guys wanted to cover? Anything? Any other big games this week? I know we'll, we'll be watching Florida, Mississippi State, obviously LSU, Ole Miss. Regardless of the of the money, we'll probably be watching that night game in Death Valley. Anything else stand out? I know this is a uh, football pod, but we have the Ryder Cup this weekend. So root on your country, go America. Go That's golf. gonna be fun. Shout out to Tiger. Yeah. Shout out to Tiger. That's a big shout out for him this week. <laughs> I'm sure you'll hear it. Um, yeah, no. And also NBA media day yesterday, uh, or started on Monday, I guess media week, uh, a lot of news. coming. And we out got a Parsons player tribune piece today. I mean, when I great, saw that on Twitter, I could, that's the first thing I did. I didn't even do work before I read that. That was, that was top of top, top of the stack of papers this morning. Um, so we'll have to, uh, we'll have to get, uh, pod listener Hunter Mitchell, his take on the uh, on the Tribune letter and all things Grizz here soon. So we'll have to get uh, see what he thinks about the season. And uh, other than that, we'll uh, this will be posted. You'll hear this on Thursday and Friday. Make sure you get your bets in. Uh, one of our buddies uh, Clay is actually. I mean, excuse me. One of our buddies Blake is actually flying out here uh, this weekend to see me in the Bay Area. So we're gonna record an in-person podcast, do a little NBA season preview on. Uh, won't be you know labeled under the covers, but it'll still be the same podcast feed. So we'll do uh, a couple conversations there with him, and I will post that probably sometime next week. So um, spread it out from the from the bets pod. But anyway, thanks guys, appreciate you coming on again. Anytime. Yep, see you yep. next week. Always. Yep. We'll see you. Peace.
everything Mama said, don't give up It's a little complicated All tied up, no more love And I'd hate to see you waiting Had to have high hopes for living Shooting for the stars, but I couldn't make a killing Didn't have a doubt, but I always had a vision Always had high hopes Had to have high hopes for living Didn't know how, but I always had a feeling I was gonna be that one in a million Always had high hopes Mama said I got one more.